previously on the Red Beard Chronicles. Or, I mean, we could do this. That's fine. I'm just... I just feel a little uncomfortable getting into <laughs> mischief in here when I'm very not welcome. Can I see who the letter is from? A Dr. Effard. Your assistance is required in the courtyard. Signed, Professor Solovus. So Tabby is officially part of Dramage Academy. Ha, ha, ha! I go here now! Darling, I wish I could help. You need to hire someone professionally for this. I think we should get the help, Tabby. I'll arrange it. Anything. I, <laughs> I so, no. would probably go through Melanie's clothes. <laughs> See if she's got anything dark in her wardrobe of infinity. Her yeah. infinity robe. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to wear? Something dark. <laughs> I would say you found a dark, sleek dress. I don't want to wear a dress. It's that kind of attire. No. <laughs> We're going James Bond level shit. <laughs> like, I'd probably want to wear dark pants and a dark shirt. I would, I would say you go through her clothes and grab everything that is, like, gray or dark and... Yeah, you got this, like, gothita vibe going on. Like, very, like, grunginess, but... Yeah, you got that rogue feel. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> so you join Shu on the bridge, and he turns around very dramatically, and he looks at Tabby, and he's... Yes. Beautiful. Student, please follow her example. You only live once. Dress for every occasion. Um, I will try to be better prepared the next time we do this. Let's hope we never do this again. <laughs> never he starts know. walking you. <laughs> starts walking you down the bridge. Um, you catch a carriage cab and head to the south end of Presdian, which you start to see that this is kind of the slums of the town. And you come to a tavern called the Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye Tavern! The sign is illuminated with a illusion spell where you see a cat's, both cat's eyes shift back left to right. And when you get close enough, it looks at you and winks. 
wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. It's a blink. <laughs> you walk in, and it is hazy with smoke, dim lit with blue lights. Um, they serve meat, cheese, and ale here. There's a lot of gruffy people here, a lot of dwarves. There's a good handful of ursine here. Give me a perception, both of you. Ten. Thirteen. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but from behind, you see a very familiar person. Lavender purple skin, horns, <laughs> and wearing a nautical hat. <sighs> of course he would be here. <laughs> As you try to glue the pieces together, Shu says, Grab a seat. I will arrange the meeting. With the Commodore? Are you saying that to him? Yeah. <laughs> no, dear. I don't even know what a Commodore is. Okay. <laughs> and he heads off and goes to this back room that is um, covered in, like, um, beads. And he brushes away and mm. you see another room. Okay. And then you see another tiefling. Go on top of the stage that is there, and the curtains roll back completely out of the way. And you see, he has this very large machine um, with wheels and different instruments built together in it. Frankenstein butchered and put together in this really weird manner, and he starts cranking the wheel, and faster and faster it goes. As marbles start to fall down and hit a xylophone, an accordion starts to move and steam starts to billow out. This whole thing starts to come to life. And very inappropriately, you hear the Commodore. Get it, bro! Woo! That's my brother! He's just awkwardly, continuously cranking this tiny wheel faster and faster and switching and flipping levers to make it play certain ways.
ultimately at the end of the song, everybody starts clapping. And he comes to bow, and as he does his dramatic bow, his instrument catches on fire. Oh no! It's, it's okay! It, it happens a lot. It, and you see the Commodore go over and he's like grabbing people's ales and starts splashing it on. It's, it's on the house, don't worry. And then at that point, that's when he catches you both. Well, he wouldn't know what Tabby looks like. Though. No, but he would know Sasha. <laughs> yeah. You're out of place. He walks you over to his table. Uh, we're here to meet somebody. Oh. Well, I haven't met you yet. No, but I've heard plenty about you, Commodore. <laughs> well, I hope Wonderful things. Many wonderful things. Please tell me. You sure. Told her nice sure. Things. Wonderful things. It wasn't things. from me. <laughs> it was from Crom. He he's a good boy. He'll tell him, tell him the right things. Anyway, sit. Please, please. Now tell me, why are you in one of the roughest taverns in prison? We're meeting with somebody. Oh. You're getting into some shady shit here, aren't you? Um, I suppose you could say that. Um, other people are getting into shady shit. (laughs) And I'm looking into it. Best of luck to you. Make sure to keep your fingers close. Because you may lose them, and keep your purse and coin even closer. We will do that. Thank you for your advice. Tabby, give me a perception, please. Twenty. You see this tiefling boy trying to pickpocket Sasha of her wand. Damn! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> that really hurt. Well, don't go pickpocketing my friend, you twerp. Well, stop being all rich and shit. Damn. Really not. Just get out of here. Fine. I'm watching you. No, I'm watching you. Well, I'm watching you. I'll give him. You even more. I'll give him the. The eye, finger eye thing. <laughs> He's like doing it back, but getting further in the corner of the room. Yeah, well, well I'll watch you more. Okay, have right. fun. <laughs> Beat you up. Stuff. Thank you, Tabby. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I th- I think we'll be just fine, Commodore. Well, I say you uh, ladies can watch yourselves. Uh, at this point, Raynell joins the table. The meeting has been arranged. Please follow me. Uh, nice to see you again, Commodore. Yeah, I hope to see you again. Maybe next time my brother can play a song and not catch this thing on fire. Yeah, well, hopefully we don't see you too soon. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> 
as you're leaving, he's like carrying on the story and not saying bye. <laughs> as we're like very visibly like yeah. walking away. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll catch you next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You enter the back room. And standing there is this very, very muscly minotaur. And he's wearing nothing but like strapped armor. And he's holding a very large falchion. And he's blocking a doorway. And as he's moving away, give me a perception, both of you. Fifteen. Twenty-seven. <laughs> Tabby. Tabby. Seasons of the future. <laughs> it was a natural twenty. <laughs> Tabby, the thing that throws you off the most about this minotaur, in the left corner of his shoulder plate, he has a white rose stuffed in it. As he gestures you into the room, there is a single table there with one lamp hanging from the ceiling as you walk in the door shuts and as you're sitting at the table you see another person walk in a woman she's wearing a cloak she's wearing a white mask over her nose and eyes she goes over and touches the lamp and rubs her finger across it and you notice it gets greatly dimmer in the room and a darkness surrounds behind you, just covering the top of your nose. And then you hear footsteps. Well, Raynell. I hear you are in some trouble and need some help. And you hear the chair pull out. And sitting there is a lavender purple tunic holding a white rose and he leans in past the shroud of darkness you see Leon (laughs) how can I help you I'm gonna slam my fist down and be like no Hey, Ricky. Yeah, Ashley? What if there was a podcast out there about tabletop gaming? Huh, that would be pretty amazing. Of course, I'd want the podcast to give a brief explanation about the games. Mm, And maybe the host could even talk about their top picks. Exactly. Now what if I told you that podcast is real? And we're the ones that host it. What? Tune in to Rare, a.k.a. Ricky and Ashley's Rolling Entertainment, as we talk about anything tabletop related. Find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. New episodes every other Thursday. Enough of the details. Let's get this started. Well, that's a new one for me. I know I have made many enemies, but you, little one, I have never met before. Oh my god, why does it have to be you? Uh, do you not remember 
the Cure Hearts Tonics, Salves, and Rarities cart. He takes his hand and rubs the lamp, opening the Shroud of Darkness. You are her employee. Tell me. Sort of, yes. How is Diana? Has she been receiving my flowers? Thankfully, no. You know, you almost remind me of her. Are you related? Yeah. Sisters. (laughs) Well, I hope you grow up as beautiful as her. Rude. (laughs) How about business first? Personal matters later. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? How can I help you? Now she was like, listen, this is not for me. This is for you. I got you this far. We need some help uh, getting into a room and being able to look around. We're trying to find somebody and supposedly you're supposed to be able to help us. Well, I'm a man of many wonders. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on where this and he owes quotations. Room is depends on the level of difficulty for me. You seem to be able to get in and out of other places just fine, so I think this will be a cinch for you. It's at the Dramage Academy. Interesting. I haven't been in there in years. So, this is a very unique situation. Normally I obtain things for people. But you want me to place you in a room. Yes. This will be very difficult. Are you wanted? No. So you can roam the rooms freely. Yes, this room is under guard. Oh, yeah. Guards are no problem. There was a, um, I'm sure you heard about the explosion. Yes. Quite a sight. That's where we need to get into. Interesting. Now, I know how much information I'm needed, and I usually stay away from too much knowledge. I don't want to be an accessory. But why this room? Like we told you, we're looking for somebody and we need to find some clues. They're in that room. Duh. Whoever's in that room is clearly dead. Not necessarily. I came out of that room. Really now? Well, we will need disguises for myself. That's going to be a fee. Who will be covering the cost? And Shu lays down a platinum bar. A down payment, darling. He looks it over. I prefer gold. This will do. Meet me at the entrance of this room. 
and I will get you in. But you have to be okay with the way I get it. It should be fine. And you will be escorting me, Sasha. So, when is this happening? As soon as possible. Well, no time like the present. He gets up from his table. I will just need to go to my shop. I will return within three hours. At that time, it will be midnight. Okay. Midnight. And he leaves the room. And you look over to Shu and he's like, Oh! That was exciting. (laughs) He's really not that great. That man has passion. Uh, He's certainly got something. Never met him before. Gives me chills. Really shouldn't. <laughs> He's like dazing out and to the stars a bit. That man has a story to be told. Yeah. Many stories. Nice. Who cares? Like, <laughs> why this guy? <laughs> As you're leaving the tavern, and we enter the scene of you at the academy. You go to the south gate, or south tower, through the secret entrance way, to let Tabby back in. Secret entrance. You see Leon walking the bridge. And give me a perception, both of you. Nice. Just wasted a natural 20 on it. (laughs) 23. 12. Sasha, you notice as Leon is walking, he's very calm. He's walking towards a large oak in the front courtyard and as he walks behind it you see him disappear and appear it looks like a professor and this professor takes a bottle that looked like a potion and put it in his upper pocket well then as he walks up to the guards the guards look at him and they look him up and down. They're trying to figure out who he is. And he wh- whispers them to come closer as he's going to tell them something. And he blows a powder into their face. And you see them both collapse. <laughs> well, dear. Show me to the tower. As this elderly professor stands in front of you. This way, sir. You're such a good dear. And you come to the staircase, and he's walking slowly. 
my knees are not like they used to be. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up to the door, and the two guards that are patrolling, you see him place these crystal shards that are bright blue with bright light, and he places them on their foreheads, and arcane electric lightning sparks out around them, and they convulse and they drop. Shocking. Ugh, you're the worst. <laughs> and then he goes up to the door, and you see him open his cloak and unfolds three layers of bags, and he has all these picks and tools and the first thing he does is he grabs a large telescope like pole and he stretches it out six feet mm-hmm. and he places it into the door lock and you see the whole door illuminate this bright blue energy of electricity two for two and then he begins to pick the lock let's see if he picks that lock <laughs> See how full of hot air he is. Why can't he just use his black hole? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was wondering. You can certainly ask him. Nope. I did. I said I I would have said that out loud. Okay. (sighs) He looks over to you. Well, Diana is quite talkative about me. I'm glad she talks about me. Not positively. You're a nuisance. <laughs> Here, hold this. And he like hands all his tools over to you. To me? No. Oh, to Tabby. Tabby. I pocket them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, these things are kinda heavy. Like he's gave you like probably fifteen pounds of tools that are in a pouch. <laughs> I'm going to drop them. (laughs) Oops. My bad. And then he looks at you for a moment. No matter. I'll just pick these up one at a time. (laughs) It's picking them up one at a time. Can we please? Okay, fine. I pick them up quickly. Thank you, dear. And he pats your head. Such a pain. He eventually gets the door unlocked and it clicks open. And the first thing you smell is ash that has been burned. The subtle gray snow blows into the halls as the wind carries it through. As you both start to walk in, and Raynell is following at a very distant pace, uh, you go to continue to walk, and Leon's like, now hold on! And he throws a steel bearing, and you see um, the whole floor shock with electricity. Watch your step. Always check for traps. And then he starts walking around and he's mocking a wizard. Calling out arcane lingo that makes absolutely no sense. He's like, 
with three newts of eyes and a rabbit's foot, you can make a horse poop three times as fast. All right. I'm having a look around. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, get close to Sasha. Can I just punch him, please? Just, <laughs> just one time. When we're all done, you can do whatever you feel like you need to do. Thank Tabby, you. give me a perception. And Sasha, give me one, too. Nineteen. Twenty. Twenty? Yes. Twenty. Twenty. Tabby, you notice that Leon has some sticky fingers. And he has taken a few things off the top of one of the desks. Smack him. (laughs) (laughs) There was no rules about taking anything from there. But if this place is guarded, don't you think they're going to know if stuff's missing? Fine. But I will return. Mark my words! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These old knees need to sit down. And he sits down in one of the classroom seats. Your perception. Yeah. You look around the room. Everything is charred black with a tint most of what was on the floor has been brushed to one side and a pool of water sits still on the floor reflecting the moon into the room on top of the table you see a body that is bound by straps and burned to the bone Not much here has survived. What would you like to do? I would like to go over to the body. And it is Melanie. Give me an intelligence. Actually, a medicine. Uh, nine. Your thoughts are racing. It could be. It's hard to tell because it's this skeleton mass. You do notice on the chest there's a golden clasp that matches yours. Well, so sad. Leon leans back on the wall behind the table and you hear a clicking sound. Oh! And you see the wall moving. Oh! Well, look what I found. And you feel a very cold air blow through that room. And then you see a teal, bright blue light start to emanate from the hall of that room. I'll go and have a look. Tabby, do you follow? Yes. You walk in, and you see bodies hanging on a hook and the room is frozen with ice on the walls and those bodies are white they're changelings I'm going to make a very like 
like a <gasps> and then step out of the room. Give me an investigation. If Sasha can stomach it. 16. You notice that they're hooked within their shoulder. But one of the hooks is missing. Frozen on it is silver blood. That's all you see in this room. where the explosion happened. Mm-hmm. Can I see where the explosion came from? Give me a... <sighs> Give me a intelligence. This is going to be hard. 16. You see basically that it emanated from the corner of the room and as you're investigating you see one of the wall sconces are down and around it is broken beakers of where the chemistry like your alchemy sets were Mm -hmm. so something was tampered here as you're looking around You don't see another body. They said Professor Solovis died. Is there any other way to get out of the room? Do an investigation. Leon's gonna do one too. Twenty-two. You go back into the freezer room. And you see the scraping of the floor. And as you're looking around, you actually push against the wall and the brick flows in. And you see a stairwell appear. And then you hear, over here! And you walk over and see Leon is looking at the window. And there's claw marks climbing the wall outside. There were werewolves in here. Shady shit. There's also a hidden staircase. Hmm. Well, should we go look where that goes? I believe we should. Um, before we go, can I take the gold clasp? Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Shoe catches up to you. We do not know if that is truly her. Now is not time for mourning. Focus. 
We will find him. The trials are days away. I know you don't want to hear this now. But honor Melanie's memory by finishing what she could not do. As you end the staircase, you are in the classroom, two classrooms down. And you push a lever and a library shelf opens up. And you are in your illusionary classroom. Well, it seems Professor Sullivan did get away. So, I'm probably still upstairs, by the way. I'll go back up for Tabby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Tabby. I just did a quarter crying and holding myself. It's fine. Oh, come on, Tabby. It seems Professor Sullivan got away. Well, if we find him, I don't know if I'll be able to hold back after what I've seen him do to all those changelings. And I don't think you should. He deserves to pay for what he's done. And we will find him. I keep on searching for the missing pieces. Try to find the reason why I ended up without you, baby. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Redbeard Chronicles. For news and updates, please follow us on our Facebook at Uncontrollably Fine, as well as our Twitter and Instagram at UncontrollFine. And remember, violets are blue, roses are white. Ring up Leon for your next heist tonight. Can't listen to reason or logic, I'm so oh.